So yeah, so basically our our four purposes, you know, are to be like him, or I mean to have a relationship with him, reproduction, Mm. you know, kind of make people um, not reproduce physically, not just (laughs) reproduce physically, but also spiritually, Mm. you know, bring people into his kingdom. And function, you know, just function in, you know, the church and, and serve others and that kind of thing. And like be his image bearers to kind of just show the world who he is, you know, right. and so through us, I think those are, those are very clear. And also, you know, Jesus gives us some things to do, you know, he's like, go make disciples, um, or like even just love God and love your neighbor, mm. you know, the two commandments. Um, so I don't think it's, it's, it's could be whatever that looks like, you know, I think it's just a matter of, first of all, does it follow scripture your calling is it aligned with scripture is it aligned with you know what his purposes are you know are you doing wrong by this or are you doing you know actually right a righteous and holy just thing that god like wants us to do or is it kind of just not very beneficial not scriptural basis so i think god's calling is much more simple than we make it out to be it's not this kind of thing that we're searching for and God's kind of just hiding it from us. No, I think God, on the contrary, is actually has made it quite simple for us to know, and it's like actually mm-hmm. wants us to know, you know. And He's—I don't think He's hiding it from us or making it this big secret that He's keeping. Uh, it's got to take us this whole like journey and whole path to f- try to find it. I think it's actually more more simple than that. So yeah, um, I think obviously. If, I mean, practical steps, pray, right? Pray about it. And then, you know, ask God, you know, what he would want you to do. And then, you know, submit yourself to him and be obedient and read the scripture, you know, read God's word and submit to God's word. And so I think it's quite as simple as that. So, um, no, that's fire. That's I don't know if that really answers good. it, but I don't know if that answers it, but I I can actually like that is I don't know if that I don't know if that's like you know answers the question, but I hope that that suffices. You know, that does well. So because mm-hmm. uh, that's as that's as basic as I can as I can understand it. Like that's as you know that's how I understand it, and that's how I've mm-hmm. learned since being here at Bible college, you know, to me, it's just quite simple to others. It's quite more, more complex than that. So, um, but, uh, I hope that helps anyone and it kind of takes a load off your shoulders to anyone listening. Mm. You know, so they're like carrying this weight of like, Oh, my burden, my yeah, calling, my, you know, so. my burden, <laughs> you know, cause some people will get really burdened with that. So yeah, no, I'm just kind of relax chill out you know you're okay you're fine you're um, chilling you're fine you're fine 
So I think we're on to our last question. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says, what's... Um, so this question was kind of worded a little bit weird. I think what it's trying to say is, what uh, happened in your life that brought about real transformation mm-hmm. and kind of changed the course of your life or, or even changed like your perspective or your outlook on life. Mm. You go first. Okay. I'm gonna go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think for me, really what really changed my perspective and changed my outlook on life was, and what really brought about transformation to me once I started or like even coming to, and not until even I came to Bible college, what really, uh, like more transformed brought about real transformation to me and like made me actually like okay like think things differently was actually really studying god's word and Mm. even uh and like reading for myself but not only reading for myself but actually like learning and knowing like okay what what god means by a certain subject or a certain situation or a certain passage, like getting down to the real context of the whole scripture, getting down to like, you know, why God, God is saying that, what are the implications? Um, what's the cultural background with the language being used? You know, what is even um, the people, the audience he's speaking to. And so I think like learning the actual context of what, God is speaking or you know the writers are speaking when they say something I think what brought about real transformation is actually like learning the like the like diving into there into that world and actually learning what is meant by a passage so um for example um like I've grown up my whole life here in church and stuff and I kind of knew about the bible but it wasn't transforming my life because I kind of never like truly studied it, um, and and I never let it let it sink into my heart, right? Mm. But now you know, once I actually learned and once I actually like applied myself and got into the Bible College and then went in there and went into the depths of you know the Bible story and like the whole you know the the whole passage and that kind of thing and. I'm learning here in, in the college. I'm still learning, right? But uh, what part about transformation is actually like going in, you know, mm-hmm. and letting the Holy Spirit work in my life, letting the Holy Spirit speak to me and teach me and guide me, you know? And so I think that's what brought about realness to me because like, I mean, I guess like I, I kind of grew up in the church and I had an idea about a lot of things and I knew a lot of uh, some stuff and um but what brought about real transformation is, is the actual like, like when I actually went in, you know. Mm-hmm. So. No, oh, that's dope. That's really good. I like that a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. This kind of shows like the, the transforming power of the Word of God that it actually does the transform us. It yeah. actually does like, as Bible says, like it it separates like bone from marrow, or, like, it cuts like through your spirit. Oh, for like, sure. It actually creates oh, sure. an actual change. So, yeah, that's actually sick. Sure. Yeah, but uh, but for me, things that have brought about actual change, 
Um, that's actually a hard question because I think I've always kind of been aware of how trash I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I've always kind of been like striving to change and striving to get better. Um, Mm -hmm. But I think for sure, but like shame doesn't always bring about real change. I think what actually brought like the, the moments that brought about the most change in my life was, um, the awareness of how my actions affect other people mm-hmm. and how, like, even if it's like, just like a like, wrong way of thinking, if I have a wrong way of thinking, it affects my attitude and it affects how I live and the way I live and the way I react to things, the way, I, the way my attitude is that affects yeah. people who are around me. And I think mm-hmm. I, I had conversations with people and like, it's even with like my family, when I've reacted in certain ways, I've seen how it affects my family or seeing like other people and how they react with different people. Like I, I'll watch it and I'll think like, do, am I the same way? Do I do that too? And then mm-hmm. sometimes I realize, oh wait, I, I do the exact same thing. You know, I'm the very thing that I don't like. And that's probably what creates the most change in me is just the desire not to continue self-destructive ways of thinking or actions and also realizing that I'm not just doing it by myself, but that I also have the Holy spirit to help me. And yeah, the Holy spirit doesn't abandon me when I make mistakes. He doesn't leave me when I, when I'm, you know, when I screw up, which I do all the time, you know, I always mess up in some way. Mm -hmm. And, but God has never left me. He's never abandoned me. Mm -hmm. And that love and that grace like pushes you to want to do better and want to be better for sure. So that's probably yeah. the thing for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think about it too, is like what brought about real tra- transformation for me is like, again, what I was speaking of with the, uh, with the, like the studying the word and actually, you know, mm-hmm. getting in there. I think what the truth or what's behind it all, what's behind it all, the transformation and like the reading and that kind of thing, and like the learning and the so forth. Um, what really brought out the transformation was the truth of the word of God. Yeah. You know, not just, not just like, yeah, I'm learning all this stuff and it does help me. And it's kind of changed my perspective on things because I'm thinking of things differently and I'm like learning and I'm like, you know, but what, what it boils down to is it's the fact that it's truth. Yeah. You know, that this is the truth of God and this is not even, but this is what God is saying and is speaking to me. And even like the truth to me, you know, like this is what he says about me. This is what he says about his people. This is what he says about, right. And so that's like the truth of God is what really transforms, right. And mm-hmm. and brings about change. And so, um, that's sick. so that's, what's going to bring about change and, and knowing and knowing that like, you got to think about yourself differently than like, if this is what God says, if this is what God says, then I can't try and make God, God's word and kind of twist it and make it into something that well, I think, like, I can't do that. Like, I can't make the truth of God somehow twist it and make it align with what I want or what I think mm-hmm. or what I think is right. It's like, no, this is what the truth of God says. 
So this is what I must align myself to. Like, this is the standard by which I live, right? Right. And so I think that's what really brought, was what was bringing about the transformation is the truth of God over my life, my world, my, you know, uh, the people around me, my family, my relationships, my church. And you know, like, this is the truth of God. And this is the standard by which I should be living. So then that's what I, that's what I have to be uh, transformed by. And so, mm. and I submit see. to that, right? And so, I think that's what what it is for me. That's what it does for me. That's what it does for me, big man. Dun dun dun. There it is. There it is. There it is. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's actually the last of our questions. Very nice. There you have we only it. had four. We only had hey, four questions this time. Four is better than zero. But they That's were. Good I always though. say. Yeah, they were good. Que- they were good questions. Solid. They were. They were, they were very solid questions. Very solid. Very solid questions. Um. But do we are done? We are at the end of our episode. Yeah, last end, end, of, our end of our season. End of our so, season. That's please, wild. Yeah, please do. Uh, do, um, what was I going to say? I, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I was going to say that he lost it. I don't know what he was going to yeah. say, but he lost it. I don't know what I was going to say. Um, please, uh, please like and subscribe. Instagram if you haven't already <laughs> and keep up. We're going to, we're going to be doing some cool stuff with it. And, um, and we hope to see you guys all again soon. Um, mm after this break and actually Jotham do you have any closing statements any kind of uh, encouragement you would like to give to um, the anyone listening today and mm. just for the end of the year yeah for sure thing. yeah this has been a rough year I think for a lot of people and for a lot of reasons sure. I think you know um, going into a new year a lot of times that brings hope and Mm-hmm. belief that maybe things will be different or maybe it's the opposite it's kind of like a feeling of defeat and feeling like oh it's gonna be the same thing every every year you know mm-hmm. um but i want to speak over you like what I, god spoke to me um a few months ago this is when i made my move back to canada um god spoke to me <clears throat> what was it it was isaiah Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19. It said, Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Mm-hmm. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Mm-hmm. So in this season of life, like don't look back to last year. Like Don't look back to 2020 once you're in 2021. But keep your eyes yeah. forward and recognize that God's going to do something new in your life. And that even mm-hmm. though like you, it might feel like you're in a wilderness, God's going to prepare a way. And even though you feel like you're in a desert, God's going to, you know, provide a river. And, you know, he's going to be just a life flowing out of you and flowing onto you. So just continue sure. to press forward and expect the best from this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just say yeah. you guys um, for the end of the year is... Uh, uh, I, I like that what you said. Look ahead. Look ahead. Mm-hmm. Look ahead to better days. Um, um, look ahead to God's promises. And uh, I'll just encourage you. Yeah, it's been a tough year. 
It has. I'm not going to downplay that. For mm. a lot of people, and for a lot of people, it's been the worst year ever. Um, but God, I like what you said, God is doing a new thing. And he's always doing something. God's always up to mm. something, man. He's always up to something. Always and is. We, I think God's reputation speaks for itself. You know, like God, you know, he's never let anyone let you down. He's never, I mean, maybe you're in your eyes, but God has a plan and God's yeah. doing something. And so, you know, he's, he's in control. He's in, he's in the driver's seat. I heard this, some, I heard a, a preacher say this earlier, I think last week. And he was like, um, he says, when we say, when we say uh, to put God on the throne of your life, that means you have to get off. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, when we say you got, you got to take God off, put God on the throne of your life. That means you got to get off. Like you got to be the one to get off that throne. And no longer yeah. be in control, you know, to really have that, you know, God is in control and really put him on con- in control and trust in him because you know what? He's good. And he's, yes. he's trustworthy. And so I just want to leave you guys with that in this next coming year or at the end of the year, like um, trust in God. And it's hard. It's very hard. Very, very hard. And I'd rather not trust in God, you know, because it's just, it's hard to do. Yeah. Um, but I want to, and I'm going to trust yeah. in God because I know he's good, you know. And yeah. so I would just encourage you guys all. Um, it can get better. It will get better. And you're on your way, you know. Absolutely. Um, you're on your way. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're, making you're surviving. It. You're making it through. You're surviving. Keep pushing. You're making it. You're doing it. So you know what? Keep doing it. Mm. Keep doing it. Absolutely. That's so, sick. Um, so we'll see you again next year. Next year? That's so wild to <laughs> say. See you next year. So we're going to update you guys. Yeah, we're going to keep you guys updated. We're going to be posting. We're going to be setting reminders and that thing. January 20th, we'll be back. And I'm so excited. So we'll we'll be on here again soon. Yes, sir. Take care, guys. Take it easy. Hey, yo, what it do, baby? What it do, baby? What it do, baby? We're live. We're live for the last episode of season one. Oh, yeah, ever? (laughs) <laughs> this is the last one ever. We're done. We hate each other. So we just got. We got to. We got to stop. We, we've. This friendship is over. It's done. We're ending it right here live. Oh, in the and morning. This brotherhood has started. Come on. Hey, let's go. <laughs> I like that. That's funny. I like that. You like that? That was a good one, huh? That was good. That was fire. We shall be friends no longer. We shall be brothers here for henceforth. Henceforth. <laughs> henceforth. Henceforth. That's the nice word. That's the that's the word of the day. Henceforth. Yeah. Henceforth. <laughs> <laughs> the last episode ever. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. That's gotta be like a like a thing we do. Like we gotta, you gotta sneak it in at some point, like every episode. It's just like sneak it in randomly somewhere. Dun dun dun.
I like being dramatic sometimes. It helps. It adds it adds to the tension, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The dramatization. Dramatization keeps people on the edge of their seats, you know? Oh yeah. You gotta keep them keep them wanting more. Keep them wanting more. <laughs> That's the key. Keep them wanting more. That's the key. You know where I got that from? From uh have you seen the movie The Crudes? It's like the one with the cavemen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I saw that like I saw that a long time ago though. Like I think I saw that just once and then that was it. Really? I yeah, love I did, that movie. Really? I think one of those like yeah. kids movies that you see, you're just kinda like, I don't need to see that again, you know? Well, how long ago did it come out? I feel like it's been a long time. Like I I would say like ten years at least. Nah. Nah? I don't know. I, I think so. Cause it, like, when I think about it, I think like I was really young when I saw it. No, I doubt it. How old are you now? 23. 23? Let's see. Let's pull it up. 23? It came out. Let's see. Came out in 2013. So seven years ago. So how old were you seven years ago? Uh, 16. But you were barely 16. No, no. Wait, let me think. Oh wait, facts, you're right. <laughs> no, wait, I was, I was 15. I was like 15. Seven years. Wait, what? No, you're right. Facts. I'm an idiot. I can't do math. Yeah. Yeah, I was 16. That's crazy. I was, let's see, I was seven. I was 14. I was 14. 14? Okay. Yeah. But it feels like it came out three years ago. I'm excited for the new one. Actually, you know what? I saw the new, the Crudes 2, like the new one. I saw the trailer for it today, actually. Oh, just today you saw it? Yeah. I saw it like a few weeks ago, and I was like, I saw it on the TV, and I was sitting with my brother, mm-hmm. and I was just like, yo, Nicolas Cage needs a paycheck. So he was like, you begged them to make a second one. Because <laughs> I was like, yo, that was like so long ago. Like seven years is kind of a long time to like, oh, now we're just going to do a sequel randomly. It's like, why? Yeah. Why are we doing a sequel now? It's like The Incredibles. Yeah. Like they made The Incredibles like hella long ago. And then just like what, maybe two years ago, they made the sequel. And it was like low key kind of garbage. Yeah, it was low key. I was like, okay, this, we waited how long for this, this movie? And it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it should have came out like when it was relevant. Yeah, well, I mean, like, when it did come out, people were freaking out because people were so hyped about it because that was, like, their childhood. But then, mm-hmm. like, going and seeing it, it was just kind of like, oh, this is kind of a letdown. Have I watched The Incredibles 2? What's it about? Uh, see, the fact that I, I can't remember, remember, the fact that yeah, I can't remember should say something. <laughs> I don't remember un- what it's about. It's unrememberable. Or what is it? It's forgettable. It's forgettable. Yeah, it was kind of like, I think it was kind of like, like Paul um, Rudd. Paul Rudd. <laughs> He's Ant-Man, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's unforgettable. I'm like, dang, I... Yeah, kind of like... He, he's forgettable. Kind of like every other movie other than Marvel movies that he does. It's just kind of... I, it's just forgettable. I can't think of any movie he's been in. <laughs> I don't even know of any movies he's been in besides <laughs> exactly. the Marvel movies. <laughs> well, I can also say the I'm same sorry. for like half of like the Marvel heroes, though. Like For half of those actors, I can't think of another movie they've all been in. Okay, The Falcon... Who even is that, you know? Anthony Mackie? I don't even know who that guy is. Yeah, I don't even know who <laughs> that guy is. I don't even know who this man is. I'm just, I'm not a very big fan of Paul Rudd. I'm sorry. I said it. 
I said, I said it. I I, I like him. I, I think after these, I think like just from what I can tell from his personality, like I've seen like little bits and pieces of like his interviews and stuff. He has a good sense of humor. I feel like he'd be like the kind of person you'd like, you go to a bar with, have some drinks with, and he just like make you laugh the whole time. <laughs> it's like a really chill, laid back dude. Maybe. Maybe. It's a big maybe, my guy. Big maybe. You know, I actually wanted to be an actor at one point. Yeah? <laughs> no joke. Dang. I, I like, wanted to be an actor. How old were you when that happened? Uh, probably like 15. Oh, shoot. So you're, you're a bit older. Yeah. Well, I mean, I can't judge you because low-key, I was like, yo, I'm going to be in the NBA. <laughs> and then I grew to like, oh, be I like 5'8". Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I wanted to be in the NBA too. <laughs> yeah, I got I wanted robbed. to be in the NBA too. I got robbed. We all got robbed. We we were only like I'm like five nine maybe, mm-hmm. five nine maybe scratching a bit of five ten. Like how how tall are you? Oh, well, never mind. I think I probably you probably shouldn't answer that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm very tall. Oh, you're huge, man. Yeah. Pause. Yeah. I, only reason I didn't make the NBA is because uh, I chose not to. Yeah, I just decided to pursue God instead. Pursue yeah. the cloth. Exactly. I, I I thought you know I'm probably too good anyway. Yeah, you just show everybody up. It'd be too easy. Yeah, it's way too easy. Anyway, today's our last episode. Yeah, that's like for season one. Like, so how long have you been going for? Last this episode. is like this is what episode is this? Episode maybe like fourteen, fifteen. I think this is 16, 17. 16, 17? Shoot, we've done like 17 episodes. That's so wild to me, actually. Yeah. But the thing is, um, it, uh, well, we've missed some weeks. Mm. Remember, I had COVID. Yeah. And then we had some technical difficulties. Technical? Yeah. Technical, yeah. We had some stuff. And uh, so we did miss a couple of weeks. Right. We still be having technical difficulties, though. I know. Our internet, it's just my internet connection is really bad. It's here. one of our internet connections. Like, it's one of yeah. ours. Like, if one person Even has right a bad now, internet connection. Yeah. Yeah. Even right now, you, you sound really metallic-y. Um, oh, metallic-y? Yeah. It could be my headphones. My headphones are kind of trash. Well, it could be. But I can hear you. I mean, I can still understand you. That's what matters. It's just sometimes. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So we did have some technical difficulties. There were some times where we had to like we recorded two or three times, and it just didn't work out because our stuff just yeah. wasn't working out. That that was um, that sucked. But we're on uh, week. I think this is episode seventeen. I think so. Um, but this being our last episode of the season, uh, we went on Instagram and we searched the interwebs. Well, we didn't search the interwebs. Uh, we went on Instagram. If you guys follow us at OJ dot in the morning, that's our Instagram, and we kind of asked, uh, and we also put up on our personal Instagrams, you know, uh, for questions that you guys might want answered. And I think we're gonna have a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, and we thank you for all the questions that we submitted or that was submitted. 
Um, we're going to take time going around answering. And as well as, you know, closing statements for the year. Mm. Closing statements, you know, Christmas this coming week. And then more Christmas. importantly than that, uh, the NBA starting up this week. <laughs> well. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> more important than that. <laughs> That's priorities uh, are straight. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, we do have, you know, Christmas coming up, the new year shortly after, and we're kind of just going to go on a break. We're going to enjoy the holiday, and then we're going to just have some rest, rejuvenate, rejuvenate, refresh. Rejuvenate to eliminate. <laughs> and get refreshed, and then we'll come back on January 20th, I believe. Yeah, 20th. January 20th. That's going to be our first episode back with season two of OJ uh, in the morning. That's crazy. Of OJ in the morning. Yeah. So we're going to have some, we're going to have some, uh, you know, some episodes coming up. We're going to have some, we're going to talk over this break. We're going to kind of brainstorm and talk through. We'll have some, hopefully have some more series for you guys. We only had two series uh, this season, but. Hopefully we can mm-hmm. get another series or two going. Um, yeah, we'll brainstorm, get a few ideas. Get some new ideas. And also, too, uh, for all the people that are listening, if you guys have any ideas or any kind of topics you guys want us to, to touch, uh, please send us in your ideas. DM us at OJ in the mor- OJ dot in the morning. And uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Um, and we'll, we might even put up some questionnaires or, like, some questions. What would you guys want to hear? And you guys could reply to us and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even give out some options. Hey, what would you guys like to hear in the next few episodes? These are some options and that kind of thing. Yeah. But I do have some ideas to do with the Instagram page to make it more interactive and more kind of, you know, personal, relational, and that kind of thing. I do have some really cool ideas that I want to do uh, with that page as well. Mm. Um, which I'm, I haven't talked to you, Jotham, about this one yet. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk to you. I'll talk to you after. And okay. uh, I, there's a there's something I want to do that's quite uh, groundbreaking. Uh, groundbreaking. Well, not groundbreaking, but it's <laughs> well, something I to do. <laughs> um. So I I'm excited for the Instagram page. So we're gonna try to keep up on it more and more. Jotham and I will. Actually, Joseph, I haven't given you the 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 rings to that, the rings or yeah. the rings, the rings. So I'm gonna get. So Jotham, we'll, we're, we both will share that account, and mm. um, we'll both be doing stuff on it and kind of that kind of thing. So it'd be cool. Very. Uh, but without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna get into some questions. Hey, hey. Let's get into some questions. Some questions. 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 And we got some good questions here, actually. We got really good questions. Um, yeah, thank you guys for putting in your questions. We actually really appreciate yeah, that a lot. For sure. Um, so, first question When did you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Like, like how old kind of thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. Or like the story, a bit. Yeah, I guess. Uh, so I was, I was born and raised 
uh, at a Christian home. So both my parents uh, were followers of Jesus and they, they kind of raised us with biblical values and uh, biblical principles and stuff kind of like ingrained into us at a young age. We always went to church, you know, we always kind of knew of God. We always prayed, but I think we didn't really understand. I, at least I didn't like fully like understand the depth of like what it meant to surrender your life to God and to give it completely to him. Uh-huh. Um, so like the first time I, I like, you know, quote unquote accepted Jesus into my heart, I was like, maybe um, like six or seven. But, you know, wow. at that age, I just kind of did it just to do it. I didn't really think about what it meant. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't really until I was maybe around, uh, I think I want to say 14, 13 or 14. It was like a guest speaker at our church. And like she got up and she just straight up was just kind of like, yeah, like if you were to die tonight in a car accident and you don't know Jesus, like you're straight up going to hell. Like she was just <laughs> so, so blunt about it. And like, yeah. Even though like I believed Jesus, I I I believed that I followed him and everything. I just didn't mm-hmm. have that assurance of like I actually have given my life to him. And yeah. so it kind of scared me into being like, okay, I actually gotta be serious about this. Yeah. So, you know, I that night I kinda like I just gave Jesus my life and it's just kinda like, okay, God, I'm just gonna follow you. Cause I don't mm-hmm. want to go to hell. And <laughs> it's it's mm-hmm. kind of a rough place to start off, you know, your Christian walk is out of fear. Um, yeah, but gratefully, like throughout the course of knowing God and getting closer to him and spending time with him, like you begin to see how much he loves you. You begin to see like the depth of his affection for you. You, you understand how amazing the cross is and the fact that Jesus would like come down in the form of a man and die a criminal's death for me that I deserved, you know, and mm-hmm. just the kind of love that that takes. And then just the constant outpouring of forgiveness and grace and mercy and, you know, and comfort is this kind of like, I can't imagine life without him, you know? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. How about you? Um, I, that's crazy. I, I did this. I accepted, uh, asked the Lord into my heart. When I was seven years old as well. Yeah, I think like almost every said, Christian kid. Yeah. <laughs> that does that like that student like that that young age and then they don't really understand what it means. Yeah, I I grew up in the church, so I you know I had that unique experience. Um my yeah, I I was my church, so my church had just started because uh, we started a, like our own church. Uh and at that point in time, we were meeting in, in um, house, like house to house, like house church almost. Yeah. So like we were going house to house and we were um, meeting in like my, my garage and like stuff like that. And at that point in time, I was seven. And I don't know why, but I, I knew, I remember knowing at that point in time. So we were at my uncle's house and he was the pastor. And so we were there and I, for some reason, I've like, I, I was paying attention in the weeks before and I, I saw that he would make this kind of like the altar call and like he would ask people if anyone wants to receive the Lord tonight, then they would, 
you know, come to the front and like, we'll pray for you and that kind of thing. So I've seen it happen. I had seen it happen. And I was like, and I knew that Sunday coming in that I would go up. If he would make the call, I would go up. And Mm. I don't know why I made that decision, but I was like, I'm going to do it. And I didn't tell anyone about it. So then like he made the call, right? And I was like, oh, I'm going to go up. So I go up and I asked the Lord into my heart, get prayed for and everything. Everyone was so happy for me. Um, (laughs) And I was a little kid and I remember that. But what's funny is um, I, so that's like the first time. There was like another time where I asked the Lord into my heart. And um, I think this, I mean, I'm not going to discredit or discount the first time when I was seven, but I mean, I was young. Yeah, and I'm not completely sure if I knew what exactly that meant, you know. Mm. Um, so there was another time when I was 14. I was a freshman in high school. Freshman in high school. Oh, I don't. Wow. I don't know why, but for some reason, I had this fear. That's crazy because you mentioned that you had like a fear, and I'm not saying that. Oh, that's how God gets you, you know. Mm. Like I'm not saying like God is just trying to scare us and to into buying into his plan or like yeah, God's not, yeah. I don't think God's trying to like scare us into like oh they're giving in or they're giving or you know that's how he gets you you know mm. I'm not trying to say that but I had this fear I don't know why and I don't know why or where it came from but I had this fear that I was gonna die like I had this fear that and I was so paranoid like I was paranoid I thought everything was gonna kill me like, my head would hurt a little bit, and I would feel like, oh, shoot, I have, like, my head's going to explode, and I'm going to die. And I don't know. No, shoot. Like, I would just think wrong, or, like, at that point in time, my brother could tell you this, too. My brother could tell you this. I, yeah. washed, I washed my hands so much, like, a ridiculously amount. Because I thought like a germaphobe kind of thing? Yeah, like a germaphobe. Like, I, and my brother, he, like, he saw me do this and he would tell my parents, like, well, he's washing his hands way too much. What's he do? But I'd wash <laughs> way too much because I thought if I had germs on my hands and then I touch my face, touch my eyes or whatever, I'm going to get the germs in and I'm going to die because of that. Like, I was Dang. scared of, yeah, I was completely, like, paranoid of everything. I don't yeah. know why. Um, but, and it took me a while to get over it, actually. Um, but one night I was here at my mom's house. And it was just me and my mom, and we were watching like this show. It was like, uh, like um, it was like one of those like Christian ch- channels where they show like sermons and preachers and worship and that kind of thing. Yeah, and we were watching. And we were talking about like asking the Lord into your heart, and I, she was sharing it with me. She was sharing with me her her story and that kind of stuff. And so mm. uh, I kind of just helped asked her like to help me pray and I was going to like re I guess like re ask the Lord into my heart. And so we did yeah. that night and she prayed with me. So that was, I guess that was, I mean, I was older then. And so that's kind of like my experience with that. Dang. Just kind of like a re- yeah. So it's kind of like a re dedicating my life to God or, or re-giving my yeah. life to them, you know, kind of thing. Like, that, that fear was kind of, like, gone after that? Like, you didn't have that same kind of fear? Yeah, it took me a little bit, but I kind of just, it took me a little bit. But, mm. yeah. So that's cool. That's sick. That's sick. Mm-hmm. Um, question two. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's get. Question two. 
Uh, what made you guys want to study theology? Mm. That's a good question. Want to go first? <laughs> uh, <laughs> sure, I'll go first. I'll go first. Uh, right. So I, what made me want to study theology is, I don't know. Oh, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, I don't know why I'm studying theology. No, I, I, so I, like I said, I grew up in the church and throughout my whole life, I don't know, it's just like this, uh, throughout my whole life, people, so I have a lot of like pastors in my family. Mm. My dad was a pastor. I have uncles that are pastors and aunts and stuff like that. It just kind of runs. And, um, and uh, we, uh, so from, from when I was little, my whole childhood, people were like, oh, you're going to be a pastor one day and that kind of thing and so forth. So I kind of just uh, um, had that in my head. And so I, and so, you know, I always had that in my head and I always ran from it. I always mm. ran from it and I, I didn't want to. And like you're gonna be a pastor, regardless if that's what I'm gonna do necessarily, because you know, a pastor's not limited to I guess I don't think a pastor's limited to preaching on Sunday morning mm. or that kind of thing, or even you know, pastors are people that just like care for others and take care of them and feed them and help them right. out and kind of help them on their journey, right? Lead them in the right direction, guide them. So I think vocationally, regardless of what that means. Um, for me, I just kind of always ran away from that. I was like, no, nah, I don't want to be a pastor. I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I want to be in the NBA. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and there was all these stuff that I always wanted to do. And I don't didn't want to be a pastor. Regardless of right. whether that's what I'm... Regardless of whether I'm going to be that or not. Like, the reason why I wanted to study theology is I was running away. And then I had an encounter with God. And when I was 18, I had just graduated high school. And at this point in time, I, like, I didn't care about the church anymore. And I didn't want to do anything with the church. Right. And right. then kind of a long story short, God, God got a hold of me, you know, and he was like, he's like, you know, my plan and purpose for you. And he basically just told me, like, quit playing with me. And I was wow. like, yeah. And I was just like, whoa, okay. All right. I'm going to quit playing with you. I'm going to take you seriously. And so um, I had known about the Bible college that I go to now. I had known about it for a long time because my church would go to the conference. Oh, okay. Yeah, they go to the conference every year, my youth group. And then um, they have like their experience where they show you around the college and that kind of thing. And so I had known about the college and I was like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to give you my life and I'm going to dedicate my life to you. So this is how I'm going to do it. So I'm going to go study, I'm going to go study your word, right? I'm going to go study theology and, and, you know, do that kind of thing. And let's see where you take me, God. So mm-hmm. it was just more about a place of like, I guess, obedience, you know, and just like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to lay what I want down because I know that what you want from me is something better. What you have for me is something better. Right. Right. So. That's and awesome. I'm here, and I I don't regret it at all. 
Or you got one more year left. A year and a half. Year and a half. I got a year and a half left. That's crazy. That's so crazy to think about. But I'm hyped for you, man. That's so yeah. sick. Tell me about yours, Jotham. Uh, well, I guess like ever since I was really small, I, I think I kind of wanted to be a missionary. I wanted to go to other countries and I wanted to like help people. And I just had a feeling that like, the best way to do that was, I guess, to study the Bible. Right. Um, and so like, yeah, the Bible college we went to was where my dad went mm-hmm. to college. So I always kind of had that in front of my head. Um, and then I did like two years online. Mm-hmm. And after those two years, I was like, yeah, I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. I'm done with this. Like, I want to go do something else. I want to take trades. Cause like, I didn't see a future uh studying theology because i feel like i'd graduate i'd leave and i'd be like okay now i don't have a job i don't have any opportunities mm-hmm. so this, it wouldn't be a good idea in my head and then i went on a on a missions trip to uh uganda mm-hmm. with my dad and just like went to different churches and just got to see the people and meet different families and just be a part of it for for as long as i was there yeah and when i was there like a pastor there called me out and like prophesied over me it was just kind of like he said a lot of stuff but like one one thing that stuck out to me was just like don't think that like because you're this you can't go there mm-hmm. which is like i thought i had in my head was like oh because of who i am i can't go to like pbc you know because it's like i can't i wouldn't fit in you know i'm just like this is not my vibe I, it wouldn't be a good place for me. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like, because of the way I am, I shouldn't go. Yeah. And like, he unknowingly like, spoke right to that. It was just kind of like, don't say to yourself, because I'm this, I can't go there. And mm-hmm. he said like, because if you like, let go of, you know, what God's put into your hands. And if you like, <clears throat> if, if you like try to deny, I guess the uniqueness that God has placed on you is kind of what he said. Mm-hmm. He said, like, you're going to miss the plan that he has for you. You're going to wow. miss it if you choose to yeah. let go of everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, ah, frick. <laughs> and then when I went <laughs> home, I was, still, I was still like, I don't want to go, though. I still don't yeah. want to go. Because I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen afterwards. I don't have a future, you know, from that. And then my sister, she had done four years of Bible college online. And she came up to me in my room because I was kind of having a bad attitude. Mm-hmm. And she was like, listen, you're being stupid. And she was like, I, have, I haven't had a single prophetic word telling me about what God is going to do with my life, but I still did it. And you've had multiple since you were a kid of what God wants to do in your life. And you're not wanting to go because you feel like nothing's going to happen with it. She's like, you're being stupid and you should go. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> so I think it was kind of like that was what caused me to go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really a lot of like, like oh, I want to be a pastor or anything like that or because like, there yeah. was no like higher. There was no higher desire to like learn. It was just kind of like, right, right. Kind of like, kind of like what you said about obedience. It's just kind of like I just should obey. You know, like if yeah. I feel like this is what God's asking me to do, and where God's yeah. asking me to go, I should just listen and just go do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it is what it is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Um, yeah, and I like what you said. You know, regardless of what I'm going to 
like you still don't know like what you're going to do at the end of it or how it's going to benefit you. Yeah. I mean, it's going to benefit you because you're getting, I, I feel like it's an, more so than an investment into like a career or a path, you know, kind of thing. I think it's just an investment in your life. You it know, is honestly, just, just honestly for, is. for your life, for your soul, your spirit, you know, getting to know more about your creator, you know, God, and Jesus and the story and everything, you know, just, I, I think it's a more of an investment for your soul and your spirit, you know, just kind of yeah, learn all that. And to me, it's benefited me, you know, regardless of, uh, of what I'm going to do at the end of it. That's not really the point. The point mm. is, uh, you know, who I, who I am at the end of it and who, who I know, you know, my, yeah. my God. And my relationship with him. And have I grown in that relationship? Of course. Yeah. You know, so that's what's really important for me. And, and that's the most important part about it. And the most Absolutely. beneficial part about it. So definitely have not regretted it so far. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> well, not, I'm, not, I'm not planning on I don't think you'd regret it. But um, definitely beneficial to me. So. Yeah, it is for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, question three. Oh, this question. is actually a good question. Uh, yeah. That kind of kind of off of that, right? How are you? Yeah. Is this it says how are you able to distinguish God's calling? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. You first. Um, me first. Okay. Uh, that's actually really good. I think it's different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Some people, like, they know when they're really young. Like, God tells them either it be through, like, a prophetic word or just kind of, like, a, a stirring in their heart towards something. And they know, like, this is what I want to do. This is what I was made for. Yeah. Um, some other other people, like, they have a desire to do something, like, be in the NBA. And then as they grow older they start to realize, oh, that's probably not the best idea, mm-hmm. you know? And I think some people might learn it over time, like what their calling is, quote unquote. And I think yeah. that comes with, I think it comes first with surrender. Mm-hmm. I think the best way to like understand your calling is to surrender your plans and to surrender your ideas and, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff to God and just be like, I'll just go wherever I feel like you're leading me. Mm-hmm. And then I think along that journey, you kind of end up finding out, oh, this is what I think God asked for me, whether it be like, you know, it could be, you know, ministry, but it could also be business. It can be, or it could be like, yeah, go to the NBA because there are Christians in the NBA, you know, there are Christians doing a lot of things. Yeah. And I think it just comes with like following the desire that God puts in your heart. Cause I think God does kind of put a desire in your heart to do something. And then as you pursue it and as you follow it you begin to distinguish of like okay is this something that is like legit and something i really want to keep doing or is this like something that i'm just kind of like oh it just seemed cool in the time and then as i've gotten older as i've gotten closer to it i just kind of realized this isn't what i want to do mm-hmm. so it, it depends on the person because some people it's really young they know and throughout their entire lives they just know this is what they're called to do other yeah. people it's just kind of like a learning process like they kind of like try one thing and realize, ah, no this isn't it and then it's kind of like eventually they find their the thing that they feel like they're called to do. Yeah. How about you? 
I think uh, I don't think God's calling is limited or specific to one thing. Mm. And I don't think uh, we can put God's calling into a box. And That's what good, I, actually. What I mean by that is like people get, I think people place their calling, I guess, like too high up on a pedestal and kind of make it like they're uh, idolized. They kind of idolize it. Mm too much and say like oh if i'm not doing this one thing then i'm not then i'm not fulfilling my call you know and kind of base and they kind of mistake their identity for their calling like your calling is not like i don't think your calling is necessarily what you do but more of who you are um and so and out of who you are and your obedience to god is what you as where you function right and i don't think it should be the other way around like you function this therefore that's who i am and that's my relationship with god you know like i think uh first of all your your calling is is not limited and so people you don't have to worry about that like people are worried um too much about it and second mm-hmm. i think it's more of like a, um are you doing uh, good? Are you doing something righteous? Is it beneficial to others? Mm. Are you helping others? Are you, uh, you know, spreading the gospel? And I think you can find your calling quite literally just in scripture, you know, like yeah. God, God plainly writes out, you know, what he wants, what he's called us to do, you know, like even when you think back into the four purposes of man, you know, when he, when, when we're, when God's when creates the world, you know, he says, we're going to make man in our image to be his image bearers, you know, show people, uh, show God to the world. Right. And then, um, you know, we reproduce, we, we make more, we reproduce not only like physically (laughs) reproduce, you know, the image of God. You're trying so hard to figure what to say there. Yeah. Yeah. Not, and I'm not saying like not just make babies, but make other spiritual beings who are yeah, you know make disciples, make disciples, you know, uh, and we're made for a relationship with Him, like our relationship. That's what we're created for. And uh, the last 